Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today. All right, welcome back for our number three of Fantasy Sports today on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Joe Galena and George Kurtz, along with Sean Angle, producing our show. Uh, good segment, a uh, little NFL police blotter. <laughs> Just amazing sometimes with what these players, uh, the, the, the nonsense that goes on in the NFL, George. I mean, uh, really doesn't make sense to me. But hey, what do I know, right? You know. But uh, hey. Well, I mean, uh, it's a shame. I, it's a shame I can even have a segment on that. I mean, it really is a right. shame. I mean, to think about mm-hmm. it. And I probably didn't even. Uh, this is on the top top of my head or top things I was able to see. Top news uh, things. I'm sure if I dug deeper, I could have done a couple of segments. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, so uh, lineups are uh, trickling in, as George mentioned. Uh, Red Sox, no uh, Benintendi, so keep that uh, in mind. Uh, White Sox uh, released their lineup, and uh, a little little different because yesterday was uh, CC as a lefty, lefty and uh, Tanaka on the mound for the Yankees today, righty. So a couple of changes, but uh, more changes, just uh, uh, Mankaida batting second as opposed to batting fifth. Uh, today and uh so uh we'll keep you posted as the lineups come in and uh yeah we've been celebrating uh the uh game of thrones premiere of the uh season eight their final season and we're quizzing these guys uh regarding their knowledge of of game of thrones and uh we're uh, gonna get into the uh, padres uh, diamondbacks uh box score and uh, what it means for your fantasy team going forward but uh, here's another um uh, question here uh for you guys uh what's the official name for the naked walk Cersei did in the season 5 finale uh march of the adulteress walk of shame penance for the faith or walk of the atonement famous famous scene they, they they overdid that scene. All right, listen, I get it. You know, always always good to see a naked woman and all, but man, I mean, uh, <laughs> after a while, even I got tired of looking at her. I'm sure I don't think that was her anyway. I believe it was a body double, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Uh, and they were shame, 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 right, shame. right, right. So, mm-hmm. I, so you know, it's, the chalk answer is really walk of shame, right? Because that's that's the obvious right. one. Because they kept saying mm-hmm. shame, shame, shame. So it's probably not that, but that is the the obvious answer here. Was it Walk of Atonement you called it? Walk of something else? Mm-hmm. Uh, I have yeah, no March idea. March of the Adulteress, Walk of Shame, Penance for the Faith, or Walk of Atonement? Oh, God. Oh. Hmm. 
I guess I'll stick with the chalk. It's the only one I could really think of here. Uh, right? Uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I got to go with uh, Walk of Shame. Cause I, I'll, I'll go with the obvious. All right. Sean, what do you think? I believe that the actual tile, because I know this was partially uh, made, like the idea of it was, was from the High Sparrow. And uh, considering some of the stuff that <laughs> Love he this guy. stood for, uh, <laughs> I believe it was actually Walk of Atonement. But I'm not 100% sure. I, I'm, and... I'm going with that, though. That was my second yeah, guess, fi- by the way. Is that your final answer? A little uh, Regis uh, walk, uh, <laughs> wants to be a millionaire. millionaire. Uh, the Walk of Atonement is correct. I, you know, Walk of Shame is a great guess because you know, they, they kept on saying shame. Shame. Shame, shame as she was walking. Shame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, Cersei got back at her. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, I'd yeah, say yeah, so. Yeah. yeah. yeah so, yeah. So, uh, good guess, though, George. <laughs> Yes, 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 yes. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so it's, it's, it's uh, Game of Thrones uh, uh, fighting chance uh, game that they're playing here. I, I filled out a couple others. Uh, Bran Stark, alive, dead, or become a White Walker. I believe he's going to be alive. I, I think that the, the Starks have lost enough, like I've said. Um, and uh, Cersei Lannister, uh, I, I think she's going to be dead by the end of the series. And uh, Jamie Lannister, I have him becoming a White Walker. And I thought about this. I said, you know, maybe Jamie Lannister, because they're kind of like on the outs, I think, right? He kind of, you know, I think he's on his way to, 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 to help the North, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yes. But uh, I, could, yeah, I could see him becoming a White Walker and killing Cersei. Now, how's that? Killing your uh, twin sister that you've been having an incestuous relationship with for, for your life. Uh, anything's possible here, right? But, uh, I gotta think they, they are on the outs, though, right? Because uh, she pretty much went back on the deal. She's not gonna fight the uh, the White Walkers. Uh, she's gonna pretty much protect her own and wait till they come and, and come get her. So, uh, mm-hmm. do I think Jamie Lance is gonna become a White Walker? I said my theory is that you can't become a White Walker because at the end, I, I gotta think they're all dead. So you can't become mm-hmm. one; you'll be dead. You know, I think they, right. that that question sort of has to be phrased differently. Do you at one time become a White Walker? You know, that, that's how I would have phrased is there, that. Is there so. a cure for White Walkers where, you know, you could, you know, not become, a, you know, you know, once you become a White Walker, maybe you could reverse. I doubt it, but I don't know. I doubt uh, it. Yeah, so, I, don't, I don't know yeah. if that's possible. That's like being, you know, one of the walking dead. Once you're dead, you're dead. Right, right. Uh, Sean, what do you think about my uh, my picks here? Uh, I'm picking uh, Bran Stark to be alive, Cersei to be uh, killed by her brother, uh, Jamie Lannister, who becomes a White Walker. Interesting choices, I say. Uh, I do think that Bran is at least going to last quite a while into the season because of his connection with the Night King in particular. And we do know that this season Mm -hmm. is not going to end without there at least being some big fight or confrontation with the Night King. And considering Bran's connection with him, you know, because he's the Mm all-seeing owl, he sees it all, the three-eyed raven. I, I do think that we're at least going to ha- have uh, Bran last until maybe the last episode at least. From there, mm-hmm. I think it could go either way with him. He could either be the one to end it all with the Night King, or he could kind of be a sacrifice right. to the Night King at the same time. Like, he kills the Night King, but at the cost of his mm-hmm. life. I, I could see that happening, too. Wow, yeah, that's deep. That That's deep, yes. Okay, I like that. 
All right. Well, let's get that, that good stuff, and uh, we'll continue uh, throughout. Uh, we've got uh, several hours more uh, between uh, starting at 11. George and I will be uh, doing a weekend fantasy update. Uh, we mentioned Camp Stewart uh, in Vegas, probably on his way home from Vegas, but uh, I'll be filling in for him uh, for uh, three hours uh, uh, with George on weekend fantasy update. So let's uh, continue breaking down uh, what happened in baseball uh, yesterday and how it's going to affect uh, your teams going forward. Padres beat the Diamondbacks five to four. Padres now eleven and five. Uh, maybe the Manny effect, uh, George. Or the Diamondbacks six and nine. Matt Schramm, uh, five innings pitched, no runs, given up uh, four Ks. Didn't get the decision. Uh, Schramm is an interesting guy. Uh, good four pitch mix. Uh, uh, pitched seventy five innings last season, thirty nine before that, one hundred twenty two before that. I mean, you got to wonder, you know, if the Padres are going to put an innings limit on uh, you know how much they let him pitch this year, but definitely a uh, you know uh, a guy with lots of potential. Well, the problem with the Padres this season is going to be, uh, I think it is the Manny effect. By the way, sort of the good uh, the good feelings, you know, by signing mm-hmm. Manny, by calling up Tatis. I think the team is sort of riding that, but over the long mm-hmm. haul, the problem for this team is going to be the starting pitching. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, not so much for innings limits. I mean, I think they will be that. We all see teams do that, you know. But I think the problem is it's just not very good. Yeah, they uh, Padres have one of the best farm systems in the majors. Yeah, but it's not ready yet. Yeah, it's not ready to, right. not to really bear fruit, especially as far as starting pitching is concerned. And that's what they need here. So over a long season, that's going to catch up to them. I mean, their rotation, mm-hmm. Lucchese, Paddock, Stram, Lauer, Marjavacius, is underwhelming, uh, to say the least. You know, it has some upside there with Lucchese and Paddock. But after that, it's it's really nothing special. Four left-handers mm-hmm. in the rotation, too. That's something you just don't see. Paddock's the only right-hander right. there. So that's that, mm-hmm. that's weird, right? We just don't see that very often there. So we're, we're waiting for these, the youngsters to really come up. Do you like it, by uh, the way? Do you prefer something like for, that with, with that many lefty, lefties? I mean, you, you wouldn't mind it in Yankee Stadium, right? Mm-hmm. Because uh, obviously the Yankees have the uh, short porch, so that would work out well there. Overall, I probably prefer more 3-2 one way or the other yeah. than 4-1. It sort of makes more it really easy batters, the opposing sure. team, right? Just to load mm-hmm. up with righties. There's generally more righties than lefties, so uh, yes. I guess I don't like it. No, uh, <laughs> but waiting for the Padres with Mackenzie Gore, Louis Patino, you know, Adrian Mojan, Logan Allen. They have lots of pitching prospects coming up, but they're not ready yet. So that's why the Padres mm-hmm. are really a year, year and a half, two years ahead of schedule. Sort of remind me of the Atlanta Braves last year, where they were a year ahead of mm-hmm. schedule. And you wonder if they'll come back uh, to earth here. So uh, I like what they're doing, but I think eventually, sort of like the Seattle Mariners and other teams that are, uh, other teams that we didn't expect to get off the hot starts that have gotten off the hot starts, they'll they'll calm down. They're they're not this good. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Yates uh, with his ninth save, uh, no issues there, right, George? He's he's the closer for the rest of the year. You don't see them moving him. Well, that depends. Once again, this is not a uh, a great closer. You know, he's just not the mm-hmm. next Craig Kimbrell or Mario Rivera or something like that. If they were to fall out of it <laughs> by the deadline, mm-hmm. he would have some value. So uh, I think it could go down to your general manager's philosophy. Do you like having an ace reliever? You know, if you if you like having one, then you probably keep Yates. If you're someone who's like, you know, we'll just find somebody else, especially if I can get mm-hmm. the top prospect or, you know, whatever it might be for Yates, then I think he could be moved. But if I'm San Diego, I have no problem moving him. I really don't. But I'm not moving him for anything. You know, it has to be the right thing. I'm not moving for the uh, the best I can get. 
you know, if I, don't, if I don't like what I'm getting, it has to be something that I like, that I want to get back. That's how I would approach mm-hmm. uh, with Yates. Like I said, I think, he, I think he has value. I do. But I don't think he's the next you know, great closer where you can't move him. No, I don't feel that way about him. You would never move him for a bum garner because I would think that uh, yeah, that Padres probably a year or two away and they probably want some younger talent, right? I don't think there's any way in hell the Giants would trade bum garner mm-hmm. in the division. I'm not so sure they would trade him, period. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. know if they would trade him, period, but there's no way they trade him because mm-hmm. he's their legacy player. So they, they don't want to see him coming into San Fran pitching against them three times a year. <laughs> Right? right, they don't want that at all. If it happens, I'm as not a free sold. Agent, it's a different story. <laughs> of course, yeah. Then he, he left. Uh-huh. I'm not uh-huh. sold. The Giants, that uh, just because I think the Giants are trading him doesn't mean they will. Or I don't. I'm not so. I'm not sold that I think they will. I think they should, mm-hmm. but I don't know if they will. I think they might be one of those organizations that are going to eat it with their legacy player. You know, with Bumgarner and Posey. You know, guys. Both guys should be moved. You know, they'll really be built for the future here. But I don't know if they'll move either one. I think they're going to be very hesitant to do so, you know, sort of placate the fans there. Let's, let's keep them in a San Fran Giant uniform their entire career, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, Manny Margot, uh, two for four for the Padres. Uh, the aforementioned Manny Machado, one for four. Fernando Tatis, one for four with his fourth home run. Uh, what do you think of what you've seen out of uh, Tatis so far? Uh Decent bat, it seems, right? I, mean, I saw him make an amazing play the other day. What do you think about Tatis thus far? Well, there was there was no doubt that he was ready to play Major League Baseball. The only reason they were going to keep him mm-hmm. down was once again service time, get that extra year. So uh, I'm fine with Tatis. You know, he'll be fine. Uh, mm-hmm. If you ask me what I think his final numbers are going to be, I mean, he can hit. Right? I think he will get better. With all young players, he's only 20 years old, but with all young players, the question is always adjustments. Teams will adjust to you. How quickly do you make those adjustments back? You know, I love to say that Mike Trout failed in his first time coming up. Right? Didn't do well at mm-hmm. all. But then he made these adjustments in the offseason, and boom, all of a sudden he's Mike Trout. So how quickly does he make those adjustments? You know, if he does it right away, or within you know, a reasonable amount of time, he'll have a solid season. As it is, mm-hmm. I think he'll, his batting average will hurt you a little bit. I think it's, I expect to be in a 255 range, 257, 58, somewhere around there. Nothing killer, but it won't be a plus average. I think the home runs will be there. Power will be there with some stolen bases. Uh, 2010, you know, 20-plus uh, home runs around right, 8 right. to 10 stolen bases. I think that, that's about accurate. 85, 90 ribbies wouldn't shock me at all. Somewhere around there. So I like the player. He's a bottom line. Uh, I'll take that. Mm-hmm. This, this season he's probably a top 10 shortstop. Give him a couple of seasons and he'll be top three. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fran Mill Reyes, outfielder for the Padres, hit his third home run. Uh, batting average still uh, down there at 184. Uh, interesting mix of uh, outfield uh player talent on that uh, Padres team. Last year, uh, Reyes actually uh, 16 home runs and a 280 batting average in 261 at-bats. So I, I like his, his potential going forward. For the Diamondback side, uh, Adam Jones, 2 for 5, having a nice year. Uh, we talked about him uh, you know, sitting out most of the preseason because he didn't have a contract, but bet 333. We spoke about Merrill Kelly yesterday in terms of, uh, you know, possible uh, waiver wire ad. Uh, pitched uh, four earned runs. I mean, pitch, pitched five innings, gave up four earned runs, uh, five strikeouts. Uh, now has a 3.76 ERA on the season. So uh, uh, took a little step back there, but uh, for uh, Merrill Kelly, 
uh, George. So a couple more uh, lineups uh, starting to trickle in. Uh, Yankees uh, leading off with DJ LeMay, who playing second. No uh, Greg Bird in this lineup. Uh, you got Aaron Judge uh, second, like as always. Uh, Gleyber Torres uh, batting third, playing short. Luke Voigt at first, uh, batting cleanup. Uh, Clint Frazier, DHing, batting fifth. Brett Gardner, sixth uh, uh, in center field. You like Brett Gardner uh, a little deeper in the lineup, right, George? Uh, yeah, ninth. Rochella. Yeah, sixth. Rochella. The <laughs> bottom half of this lineup is disgusting. <laughs> yeah, Gio Rochella batting seventh to play third. Uh, Kyle Higashioka uh, catching and batting eighth. And Michael Tuckman. Uh, lefty hitter playing left field for the Yankees. <laughs> it is pretty. This isn't what you expected out of the Yankees lineup, right? At the start of the season, before all these injuries hit, right? That that bottom part of the lineup, you're right. Pretty, uh, I guess, disgusting. Okay, I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> this is a spring training lineup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. This mm-hmm. this is spring training. That's what it is. I mean, you got uh, Clint Frazier mm-hmm. batting fifth, Gardner sixth, which is just weird. Uh, Arshella seventh, Higashioka. By the way. Why is Higashioka starting back-to-back games? Yeah, that is kind of Romine, right? Romine does not look good. He looked terrible. He was mm-hmm. awful in Houston. I mean, he was god-awful in Houston. Of course, yeah. the Yankees at least one game. Uh, defensively and offensively, he's looked bad. So uh, makes you wonder where his head's at, because he's actually a decent backup catcher, but he was, he's been bad. Absolutely, so Higashioka yeah. getting, he... Higashioka getting a second start is, uh, is strange here, and Topman is just an automatic out. Uh it's uh, like I said. This is this is a minor league lineup. Uh, bottom half is the this is a spring training lineup. It's not good. Top half can hit. Bottom half can't. So uh, good mm-hmm. luck to the Yankees against Rodon today. Mm. All right. When we come back, Astros and Mariners. More Game of Thrones as well. Fantasy sports today on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Bongo drums there, George. Bang them. The Copacabana action. Welcome back <laughs> to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today. I could picture you hanging out at the Copa. I, I picture no, you with your hair like a, a little slick back, uh, maybe a, one of those thin mustaches. Uh, taking a drag off of a, a cigarette, just hanging out, you know, while the chicks come in to sit near you, want to be near George, the fantasy handyman. Yeah. Outside of the hair thing, which granted, I uh, at one point was the hair was thicker, I might have uh, mm-hmm. gelled it up a little bit. There'd be no pencil mustache, <laughs> so certainly be no cigarette in my mouth. Uh, that's, that's just not happening. <laughs> so not me. At the Coco Cabana. 
no, not not happening. No, no, not happening. Uh, <laughs> speaking of up. Uh, uh, Things that happened before we got back on here. I do remember my first uh, date with my wife, by the way. And I bring that up because I tried to cancel it. I oh, really? To, I tried to bet. <laughs> yeah, because the uh, date was on a Sunday, the first time we were going uh-huh. out. And, uh, football Sunday. Don't tell me it was a football Sunday. No, it was not a football Sunday. Oh, I wouldn't have even made a date for <laughs> okay. a football Sunday. This was actually <laughs> right. it was perfect time. It was, it was in March, I believe. Maybe in late February, but it was, uh, I think it was in March. But I tried to cancel it because I got into a uh, – might say I got into a little fracas, a little altercation during a hockey game the Friday night before, <laughs> and I took 12, 12 stitches in my chin. So, uh, you know, the last thing you want to do is go out on a first date with somebody that you got, you know, I'm all stitched up. I'm still oozing. Yeah. You know, you certainly can't don't oh. look good. You know, and, uh, no, she, she, she's like, no, nah, don't worry about it. I'm going to be a nurse. It's okay. It won't bother me. And I guess she told the truth because she, uh, she forced me to go. Or at least wouldn't allow me to back out. So uh, I didn't. And the rest yeah, is I, history, uh, man. The rest a, a is love history. Story making. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She actually, she came with me about a week later when I uh, had the stitches removed. Which, by the way, a stitches in your chin is no fun to have removed because it's very tough to tell the stitches from your beard. Uh, and I, it wasn't like I was allowed yeah, I yeah. couldn't shave. Right. You know, so, uh, by the way, I didn't get punched, if those who are wondering. The reason I had 12 stitches in my chin, we, you wore full cages in hockey. And uh, while I was uh, discussing life with one person on the other team, another, uh, one of his teammates came from behind me and ripped my mask off. And the, my own mask ended up slicing my chin open. So uh, that's why I got the 12 stitches. Interesting. All right. Uh, yeah, that, that's fake the story and just said that. You, but you should have like, faked the story and just said that you, know, you ended up, you know, getting to a hockey fight in the middle of a, you know, he he uh, checked one of your buddies and you just, you know, were defending. Uh, <laughs> your buddy. <laughs> that would have made for a better story. <laughs> No, and that's the one you should have told your wife. Yeah, you, I tell the truth but, here. But, okay? but you ended up getting married to her. So you, yeah, you didn't need to really uh, you know, embellish it because she, you know, she accepted you for who you were. It's funny. This is when, back when I was a bank manager. And this happened probably. Mm. I got the stitches, I guess, 1, 2 in the morning. And it was on a Friday night, Saturday. I had to open up the bank. Yeah, it was, it was too late <laughs> to call anybody to cover for me. So I'm there. You know, I don't know what uh, – I don't think – they didn't give me any drugs or anything. But still, my, I'm st- my chin is all stitched up. You know, I'm in a suit here trying to uh, – Help people with their accounts. So that was uh, intriguing. It was an intriguing day. Probably bleeding mm. all over their money. Good times. Good times. Uh, here's a quick uh, Game of Thrones uh, question for you. Arya's direwolf is named Visenya, Nymeria, Amon, or Viserion? Say that again. Uh, Arya's direwolf is named Visenya. Nymeria, Amon, or Viserion? Oh, we'll let Sean go first here because I have no freaking clue. Although I think it's one <laughs> or four. I hmm. actually think I know this one. So uh, <laughs> for the sake of not trying to spoil George, I'll have him answer. Oh, gee, thanks. It's my show, <laughs> damn it. Uh, <laughs> well, all right, what were the options again? Vi- Visenya, Nymeria. Amon or Viserion? That's not Amon. I've never even heard of that. Um, oh, Nymeria. Nymeria rings a bell. Where have I heard Nymeria before? I'll go. I, I've, I've heard. I, I, I've, it's the only one I've heard. I, this is a complete guess. I have really no idea. But I've heard of Nymeria. I don't know if it's from that show or not, but uh, I'll go with Nymeria. Am I right, Sean? Well, that, you're getting... 
Yeah. Was that your guess, Sean? It, that was Nightmare, yeah. And that he's was, right. Was, Both of you are right, yeah. Yeah. Ha! <laughs> huh! Yeah. Go press your buttons. There you go. <laughs> oh, <laughs> All right, let's uh, talk. There you go. Let's talk Astros right Mariners. Now taking, right now he's taking me off the air, though. I'll show you a button. George, there you go, gone. Right? It's jumped. Just, it's going to be the... the <laughs> uh, so, it's going to be the uh, show for the last half hour. <laughs> uh, I'd miss you, George. I'd miss you. So uh, Astros now ten and five. Mariners thirteen and four. Like I said, Astros beat the Mariners three to one. Are the uh, Mariners for real there? Uh, George, uh, Mar- uh, the pitching's going to hold up for them or what? Because I mean, they're hitting home runs uh, like they're going out of style. Well, they were the same thing with several of these other teams. The Padres, a lot of these teams. Uh, Brewers are the same way too. They can hit. They can't pitch. Uh, they just don't mm-hmm. have the pitching here. Uh, you know, once again, Gabe, and I, Gabe talked about this. So he wanted to see what the series was about because he wanted to see if the Mariners were for real. Playing the Astros at home. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? Astros have won the first two. Going for a sweep today. So uh, it's, it's one series. You don't want to say anything. But it's sort of uh, you know, back to reality, guys. You were beating up on mm-hmm. bad teams. Congratulations. Now you're playing a real team. And you, can, you, know, you get your butt kicked. You know, that mm-hmm. sort of thing there. So maybe they're not for real, Joseph. Maybe they just were taking advantage of the schedule. But as I know I've been hitting on this forever, there are so many bad teams in the American League that if you can beat up on the bad teams, if you're, if you're a so-so team, if you can beat up on the bad ones, you'll be there at the end because there aren't too many good ones. Right. And right now the Yankees in Boston don't look like they're good ones. Right. With all the injuries right. they have, and Boston's just not playing well, and Boston can't pitch. You know, maybe there, there just aren't too many good teams, Joe. And maybe it's just you meant Cleveland can't hit either, so they've got issues. Right. I mean, really, it's Houston, 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 Houston. Anybody else? <laughs> uh, the the Rays are playing well. The Rays are a good team, right? Bueller. Anyone? Bueller. Not Walker. Yeah. Bueller. He can't pitch either. Uh, so I do think the Rays. I think the Rays are going to be there at the end. I, I think they could. Uh, I think they could win another ninety games. Personally, I don't know about you. Uh, oh, but, so do uh, I. This, they won 90 I mean, last year. They're, yeah, yeah. They're, they're a good team. The only thing I worry about with Yeah, the I didn't think that was a fluke. Mm-hmm. What happens with the Rays when injuries hit? You know, they're not going to be able to go out and get somebody. We know, you know, they're not going to go spend and uh, get, get that talent. That's the only thing I worry about with the Rays. You know, mm-hmm. uh, they're not there. They're managed well. They're, they're very well organized in the organization, how they run things. They understand that they have to do things differently. You know, they can't run right. their team like the Yankees or Red Sox. They can't do that. They have to do things differently. They need to take chances. And, you know, the starter is opening up with starter. That's working out. Could mm-hmm. it be a fantastic plan by them. So I like what the Rays have done. Yeah, I think the Rays uh, are a smart team. I think they will be there at the end. Hell, as far as betting is concerned, you know, if, uh, if you could find a spot where you're getting, uh, I think right now it's about plus 340 to get the Rays to win the American League East, I'd take it. You know, like I said, the Red Sox look yeah, awful. Yeah, take a shot. Yeah. The, the, mm-hmm. the Red Sox can't pitch, can't pitch pitching, at all, yeah. right? They, they're, right? They're all terrible. You know, maybe they fi- mm-hmm. that fixes. Maybe it doesn't. The fact that the entire rotation can't pitch is just strange. And the Yankees, the, those injuries aren't – all right, Sanchez and Stanton should be back by the end of the month. Uh, Hicks, we have, he's, Hicks is still not starting baseball activities. It's strange. The back is apparently okay but still can't start baseball activities. Well, that would seem to me that the back is not okay. All right, you can't right. have it both ways here. Now, Severino, we know, is done, I don't know, mid-June, July, July. All-Star break. Who yeah. the hell knows what you're going to get from mm-hmm. him now? Patanzas is June. You know, they keep losing these guys. Gregorius is All-Star break. You know, Tulewitzki, who the, well, I guess who the hell cares? You know, we know uh, 
He, he wasn't doing anything when he was healthy anyway. But that you should have known. Yeah, everybody knew. <laughs> everybody <Yeah>. knew. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. so uh, they have all, the Yankees have issues all over the freaking place. So uh, like I said, I uh, I don't think, I don't know if they're going to be really all that much of contention. Maybe a wild card spot later on. But right now they have their issues. I just told you the lineup they're, they're fielding today. You know, Gardner sixth, mm-hmm. was Arshela seventh, Higashioka eighth, and Tautman nine. That's the New York Yankee lineup today. That's gross. <laughs> and that, that's just Bronx gross. Bombers. Yeah, they're bombing, all right. Uh, uh, Altuve, Jose Altuve, home runs in five straight games. Uh, and uh, seventh of the season last night. It was two for four. Uh, looks like, you know, uh, he's back. You know, the, the knee was an issue last season. You know, uh, previous years, I think he was like a top five pick. Not this season, but, you know, the year prior. So it looks like he's uh, back 100%. It does. I, I agree. Everything you said, I, I agree. He's healthy, playing well. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it was. The knee was a, a problem last year, which is not surprising. You know, health mm-hmm. is always the most important thing, whether it's to your fantasy team or a team you root for. It's always about health, staying healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, you're healthy, you, you perform. You're not healthy, it's hard. We, we all know that from everyday life. You know, something's bothering right. you. Your it personal affects, life. It affects your performance. Yeah. Right. It affects your performance. We say, hey, so at least that, you got your health. <laughs> yes. So that, that's, that's not shocking that uh, – <laughs> That once again, he didn't have a good year because he wasn't healthy last year. He's fine this year. A couple of news and notes out of Washington now. Uh, Victor Robles out today. Once again, I think just a day off. And Max Scherzer, who was supposed to start yesterday but had his start pushed back to today, will start today. So Max Scherzer is okay. He has the ankle injury there. Uh, I'm not worried about starting. If you know what would happen in your lineup, I'd go for it. Mm-hmm. What about DFS? Well, now you're talking price. All right, that, yeah. that's a little different. You're talking price, uh, but you're also talking ankle too, uh, in a way. You know, I mean, you you gotta no, use that not, ankle. No, I'm too. not worried about but, the ankle. I'm not worried about the okay. ankle. Okay, if you like said, right. uh, if I'm gonna put him in, I'll put him in for the DFS. It's all about price. Yeah, yeah. Right, we'll take a, a look at his price in a, in a bit. Yeah. Uh, Robinson uh, Chirinos, catcher for the Astros, hit his second home run of the season. Uh, Justin Verlander, just doing what Justin Verlander's been doing uh, since he was uh, traded to the uh, Astros, six uh, innings pitched, 11 Ks, no walks. Uh, the one run that he gave up came on a home run to Mitch Hanniger, his fourth of the season. Dan Vogel back, two for three, batting 424 in the season. Uh, King Felix, eh, you know, not terrible compared to what we've seen, you know, in his recent past. Six innings pitched, three earned runs, a walk. 5Ks uh, is down, has a five. Uh, I'm sorry, 4.38 ERA. Uh, you didn't see him drafted in any leagues, did you, George? Or did you play in deep enough leagues where somebody took a shot at him? No, he was like the Adam Wainwright effect. Same thing, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. No, okay. one was t- no one was touching yeah. him because he's just he's not the king anymore. Yeah, yeah. No, he's he's mm-hmm. been demoted a few slots. So uh, no, right. I did not see him drafted anywhere. The fantasy prince has more a royalty than than uh, the king Felix and Hernandez uh, right now. All right, let's move on to the Brewers and the Dodgers. Brewers beat the Dodgers four to one. Uh, what's her name? Mary Hart was in the the, the uh, where she always sits, right? The former Entertainment uh, Tonight uh, host. Uh, so the Brewers are ten and five. Uh, Dodgers eight and eight. Uh, Yasmani Grandal two for five now batting three ninety five. Very nice. He was a guy that I targeted uh, a few drafts as a, as a, a catcher after uh, you know, Sanchez and Riamuto were gone. Mike Moustakis, two for four, with a runs batted in. Uh, hit his uh, fifth home run. 
played second base. Uh, Jesus Aguiar, we spoke about him and how he was slumping. Uh, he batted 500 yesterday, one for two, still batting 143 on the season. Uh, Travis Shaw played third, two for four, two runs batted in. Uh, he's going to get that average up there. To, uh, he's bat- batting 186 at this stage. Zach Davies improves to 2-0, and seven innings pitch, six uh, strikeouts. Gave up a mammoth home run to Cody Bellinger. Uh, Davies won 17 games in 2017, had uh, rotator cuff issues last season, which uh, limited his uh, number of games played and his performance. Uh, rotator cuff, George, sound familiar? Savvy? Uh, soft throwing guy needs to locate his pitches to be effective. What are your thoughts on uh, Zach Davies? Yeah, uh, Zach Davies, I don't trust him. And once again, he's a guy, uh, you know, you're going you're gonna to ride while he's pitching well, but he's not a guy you want in your lineup each and every week, an automatic start there. So I would be careful with Zach Davies. Uh, if you're in a, uh, mm-hmm. a points league, that's a little different. So I, I think the wins are, will be there, right? Milwaukee, good team. Mm-hmm. All, even if he doesn't pitch well, they'll outslug some teams there. So uh, like I said, I'm, I'm certainly interested in Davies. I think he's uh, sort of that SP4, SP5 range, and he's pitching well. You know, there's three mm-hmm. starts against the Dodgers, Cubs, and Cincinnati. We're not talking bad hitting teams here. And the one against the Dodgers actually gets one of the best hitting teams. So uh, he's a guy, right. he's in my lineup right now. And he'll, I don't know who he's uh, pitching his next start. I'd have to check. But he's more than likely in my lineup next week and probably the week after that, too. I'm going to need a, probably need a bad start or two before I take him out. That being said, you look at his career. Yeah, I expect his ERA to be, end up being closer to four than to two. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Uh, by the way, uh, before we uh, leave this game, uh, before we leave the Brewers, really, uh, Keston Hiura, I, I like this this guy, uh, prospect for them. Uh, so far, uh, 273 batting average, three home runs, six runs batted in in the uh, young AAA season. Uh, he's got the uh, triple slash, very impressive for the, in, uh, during his minor league career. 312, 515, 885. Uh, hey, look, if... Uh, Hey, Zeus Aguiar continues to struggle. You never know. I mean, I don't think they're going to give the starting drop to Eric Thames, uh, but you have uh, maybe Moustakis or Shaw play first and uh, move the one who's not playing first to third. Maybe he uh, Ura gets uh, called up and maybe plays a little second base. You know, you never know. Uh, so they're there. Uh, Dodgers pitch out there, but there's possibility. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> crazier things have happened. Dodgers pitching, got uh, 4.94 team ERA, 4.81 for the starters. Uh, Kershaw starting Monday, which means maybe he could be a potential two-star pitcher, George. You wonder what kind of uh, limits he's going to have uh, innings pitch, pitch count. What do you think about uh, Kershaw uh, starting Monday? Well, he's, listen, he's healthy. He's pitching well in the, uh, in the minor league. It's, it's time. It's certainly time. We'll see what he can do. He's not going to be the Kershaw of old. Now, you're not going to get that picture. I don't know if you'll ever get that picture again. You know, I think he's somebody mm-hmm. now who has to pitch more rather than throw. Right. You know, uh, not so much the CC's about the. I think he does have some fastball velocity, but he's not throwing it up there at 95 plus anymore. Now he's going to be around that 92, mm-hmm. 93 range here, which means he has to pitch up, down, in, out, chain speeds, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'll, I'm curious. Yeah, you know, I'm curious to see what he does playing the Reds tomorrow. Uh, I hope he does well. I mean, you, you know, the great plays, you like to see them pitch great, but I, I don't think that's going to happen there. Uh, I, I told you, Joe, he was a guy I was thrilled when the Dodgers re-signed him because I didn't want the Yankees to get him because you could just see this mm-hmm. uh, that it was going to happen again and again and again. The man's always hurt now. You know, he's just mm-hmm. always hurt. You're going to get about 25 starts from, from him per year. I think it's, uh, it's about right. And my my issue with Clayton Kershaw this year is, well, it's April 14th, going to make his first start. Anybody really think he's going the next six months not going back on a DL? Anyone? I don't. Mm-hmm. I think he'll get hurt again. No. Uh... 
And the thing is, when, it, when he's healthy, he has pitched well. You're going to see flashes, but I agree with your analysis. All right, we'll be back with more fantasy sports today on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Joe Galina, George Kurtz, Sean Angle, hanging out with you. We'll be right back. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. never really know what Sean's going to play. <laughs> was this beatbox? Herbie Hancock. Oh, no, Herbie. Herbie, Herbie Hancock. Rocket, baby. This is good. This is good. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I like it, Sean. Uh, one thing we, know, we always get credit to Sean. Yeah, well, Sean's taste in music is good. I mean, uh, yeah. I like I like probably 95%. You know, there's every every now and then he pulls something out, like a country song I've never heard of, or something like that. But uh, Sean does uh, Sean does a great job, uh, as far as we like to make fun of Sean. And uh, I got to be nice now because I don't <laughs> want to, you know, just to hit that button and all of a sudden I'm done. So uh, mm. I'll, I'll be nice to Sean. Uh, don't look now, but NFL teams are focusing on the 2019 NFL Draft with the first round on Thursday, April 25th, and for serious fantasy football players, it's never too early to start preparing for the 2019 season. Roto Experts has you covered with their NFL 365 fantasy football package, including the best math-based seasonal projections and rankings available anywhere on the internet. Davis Maddock and the Roto Experts are providing dynasty season-long betting, best ball, and NFL draft content every day of the year to give you an edge, regardless of what type of fantasy football you play. Save 10% at rotoexperts.com with promo code Code FNTSY. That's 10% off with promo code FNTSY. It's the NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package only at RotoExperts.com. So, Joe, we have the NFL mm-hmm. draft. What? 11 days away here. 11 days. Are you, mm-hmm. uh, are you a big draft? Are you going to watch the draft? Or are you just watching with giant picks? Yes. No, no, I, the past few years, like, and, and, you know, I've been watching it. I've really been getting into it, uh, enjoy watching it. Uh, a few years back, actually, when it was in New York, uh, to get to, to see it live day two at Radio City. So, uh, you know, I mean, look, l- let's face it. I mean, I'm not an expert when it comes to the draft, but I, I do follow it and uh, I enjoy watching it. Yeah, so do I. I'll be watching it as well, unless I have mm-hmm. to work that night. Uh, as far as refing mm-hmm. is concerned, I'll be uh, I'll be watching it as well. Uh, mm-hmm. No first round pick for the Cowboys, but uh, once again, as a Cowboy fan, not really complaining. Would have been a, a low pick, high pick, low pick actually. Anyway, somewhere around twenty eight, I think. And uh, they got a receiver, and there's no receivers to take in this draft. You know, so Dallas really uh, probably made the right move there. After all, even though I was, certainly was mm-hmm. critical of Jerry Jones when he uh, when he made it, so. Uh, JJ was right. I was wrong. Look at that. It happens. <laughs> uh, it does. It's, every it's, once in a while. You know, every, <laughs> every, now, every now and then. Every now and then. Uh-huh. Listen, Lord knows JJ's been wrong, wrong more than he's been right. So uh, as far as uh, 
team management or team construction has been uh, has been uh, been has, has been considered. Now after the draft, I think uh, I believe I'm not 100 percent sure here, but I believe it's within a couple of weeks we'll get the schedule that'll come out. And that'll be a big to do, right? ESPN will have mm-hmm. a Thursday night thing. Where they'll have a big uh, you know a big uh, TV show to, uh, about the schedule, which is kind of ridiculous when you think about it. But still, <laughs> the, the, the NFL the NFL knows how to work it, man. They know how to work their off season. You know, free agency, the draft, yeah. the schedule, and these, these are all big events that we'll be talking about. That'll be, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we're not wanting to know who's playing on the Monday night games, who's playing on Thanksgiving, these Thursday night games, da 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 da. You know, the holidays, Christmas, and everything else. So we'll we'll, we'll certainly be interested there. Uh, Nothing like Thanksgiving uh, football. <laughs> Nothing like it. Nothing well, like you know, it. I'm a Cowboy fan, so I'm used to it. Yeah, it would be strange yeah. without a cowboy game at the four o'clock on Thanksgiving or four thirty nowadays. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I wouldn't know what to do. You know, for as long as I can remember, I uh, you know, even when I was younger, I either ate my dinner real quick or I ate it downstairs at the uh, at the table to watch the game. You know, just mm-hmm. uh, kind of watch my cowboys. Used to drive my family nuts. You know, because not all not all of my cousins like football, and uh, it became a battle of who got the TV first. Uh, so <laughs> it was, was me. Because uh, my grandma, my, my grandma was one of the first people to have a big screen TV, you know, to have one of those big, big screens. And I, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Watch the game on that. But sometimes I got relegated to a bedroom and had to watch it on a small screen. But that's okay. <laughs> All right, th- memories. Th- throw George in the bedroom. <laughs> throw, throw him in the bedroom. Yeah, actually, some of my other cousins were getting. We we ended up playing football on the bed. We we broke a window once. It was uh, not good. Uh, it wasn't my my cousin broke it, not me. So sucked for him. Anyway, uh, was so me? What is your first? It wasn't me. No, it was, it was my uh, our youngest cousin, uh, Ryan. He did it. Uh, I think his father had to fix the window to be my uncle. Um, so what I'm gonna say is, uh, when is your first football draft? Will it be the Scottish Bowl? Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be my. That'll yours, be my uh, second come, draft. yours comes. Yeah, because yours comes right after the draft, right? Right after the NFL draft. Itself, yes. If I remember you saying, right? Okay. Yeah, I'll have a, uh, a dynasty league that'll draft shortly after. Obviously, it's a dynasty league. We need mm-hmm. to see where the players go first. And so the draft will right. be over by, what, the 27th? We'll probably have this draft somewhere in the first or second week of May is generally when it starts. Uh, I just need to make sure I need them to make sure it's over because I'm going away to I'm going to be in Florida, and I don't want to have to worry about drafting while I'm in Florida So I, uh, at the end of May. So I need it to be over by then. But uh, So my first real draft as far as uh, the full uh, player pool will be, same as you, Scott Fishbowl. And I, I'm, mm-hmm. I wonder what uh, wrinkles he's going to put in the league this year. It seems like he puts a new wrinkle in every season. You know, one, yes. uh, one year was a, a point per first down. And then uh, I think it was last year we got an extra, the tight end got an extra half point for a reception. Right. So we're Which always curious great, yeah. about what, yeah. I'm always curious to what wrinkle he'll put in. What I love about that with what he does is, you know, uh, and like you said, it's probably going to be for the most people their first draft. Uh, but let's say once you're doing drafts, let's say uh, once you're really seriously drafting in uh, July and the uh, middle of August, end of August, right before the start of the season, it just seems like your, your, your drafts are programmed where, you know, at some points it's like, all right, well, the top five guys are going to be this, you know, A, B, C, D, E, you know. But uh, when you throw wrinkles into there, uh, it makes you kind of you know, have to think outside the box when it comes to your your drafts. And, uh, you know, uh, like I think you've mentioned in the past where, you know, two quarterback leagues or flex leagues, they add that little wrinkle where, uh, you know, you're not just going through the motions for that, you know, in that first round 
of drafts, right? You know, you might end up going for the the quarterback a lot sooner than you would under just a one quarterback system. So uh, I, I'm with you. I love little wrinkles in in leagues, and uh, you know, just uh, helps make the the whole draft your your draft uh, all that more interesting. Yeah, I think uh, I think all these should be a super flux. I think it's silly we only mm-hmm. start one quarterback. It makes it very easy. You can wait on the quarterback because they're a 12-team league. They're easily 12 good quarterbacks. So you can wait. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, yeah. I want to add more strategy to it. So, yes, I like a, uh, a super flex where you can start a second quarterback. It means quarterbacks will go in the first round, which uh, means the player pool, once again, is deeper. You know, you'll have some good mm-hmm. players lasting longer because quarterbacks have to be taken now. You need two. Uh, in a super flex league, you generally want to start two quarterbacks. Sure, you can start a wide receiver or running back, but quarterbacks score more points. Those are the guys you want mm-hmm. in that position. So I prefer a super flex. I'd like to get rid of kickers. You know, I think, uh, I, yeah. I, I think it's a time has come. Put another flex in. Mm-hmm. Get rid of the kicker, mm-hmm. put another flex in. Start a running back, wide receiver, tight end there. I think you're good there. I do prefer IDP. You know, individual defensive players. I don't. I don't like ignoring that position. I understand you're not going to be like some of the leagues I play in, or what the big league where we start. We actually start more IDPs than we do offensive players. Eleven and nine. Wow. Eleven on D, nine on offense. Uh, I understand we're not going to get that way. You know, but you know, in your home league, you could start off with just three. You know, start off with one mm-hmm. linebacker, one defensive lineman, one secondary player. Everybody will have an ace because you're only starting three. You're all going to have all pros. No issues there, and you build up from there. You know, why, why ignore the position? I just don't understand why we ignore defense. Oh, just, let's just take a team defense. That's boring. Anything where we could, oh, we could just say to anybody who asks, well, just wait until round 15 to take your defense. Take your kicker around 16. <laughs> take quarterback around 9. I need to, that, that, that needs to go. It needs to be changed. We need to update it then. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that we need to make the game better. And so that's my thinking there. So I, I prefer IDP. IDP, get rid of the I'm kickers and super flex. IDP would be a challenge for me, and I think I'd welcome the challenge because, uh, you know, you in, in normal leagues, you kind of uh, – obviously, you don't have to worry about defensive plays, just worried about entire team defenses, but it, it would make it uh, definitely uh, more challenging. It would help me uh, just to, to learn the player pool a little bit better as well. So, yeah, I'd, I'd be leaning on you for, for advice there. Hopefully, we won't be playing in the same leagues. <laughs> It, it, listen, it would be a challenge for anybody if you don't play in it, of course. But everybody knows the names. We know you watch the mm-hmm, games, you know mm-hmm. the names. You can find a draft right. list, a rankings list, and just go off that. You know, sure. with gut feel and yeah. stuff like that. So, uh, like I said, I just think it makes the game better. You know, I, I really hope eventually, in time, I understand it'll take years, but it becomes more mainstream IDP. I mean, I, I truly do. I also like, you know, and this is this came from Scott Fishbowl. I never really thought about it until he put this in his league. Two, three years ago, maybe. Uh, could have been longer or something. These years go by too fast. But PP1, point per first down. Because mm-hmm. yeah, you look at, we know Jake Seely, right? Jakey Jake, he hates PPR leagues, hates them. Right. And I forget right. what his reasoning is, but I think it basically is why are we rewarding a point for a catch when that catch could be, you know, he catches the ball but loses two yards? Why is he getting a point? Right. And I can't argue right. that. Jake's right. Why are we giving that guy a point for that? He shouldn't get a point for that. But a PP1, point per first down, all right, when isn't a first down valuable? Then you've done something. You've done something. No you know, matter what you've done, you've moved. You've, done to, you've moved the chains, right. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I, I think I think PP1 is a – I know a lot of sites can't handle it yet. You know, once again, not mainstream. But I think that's what should be, uh, should replace PPR and standard, PP1. Mm-hmm. You know, I understand the reason why we – the reason why we went to PPR is because we wanted to give the receivers equal value to the running backs. But then the NFL became mm-hmm. a receivers league, you know, a passing league. 
And then now we think the receivers have too much value. And the running backs don't have it. Even though running backs catch the ball as well. But uh, I think PP1, I don't think there's any argument here. I don't, I don't see how you can argue against PP1. It's an important – first down is the most important thing outside of scoring. You know, so why shouldn't you get a point for getting a first down? So I think that's an I'll idea, take it. a yeah. very good idea. I'll take the PP1. Like hey, you, know, you know, look, in baseball, I'm all offense. I love, uh, you know, offense better than, 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 than pitching. I love watching a slugfest uh, compared to a pitcher's duel. But the, the pitcher's duel has its value as well. Uh, but And when you look at in, in fantasy football uh, – you know, you take a look at standard league scoring versus a PPR full for point scoring. Like a buddy of mine was was showing, you know, we're comparing points, and he has like, you know, he's winning like, you know, seventy to, to, you know, whatever, sixty five or something. And here I am in my full point PPR. Um, it's one forty to one thirty. I mean, I, I like seeing that. I like seeing. That. It's just just a mental thing with me, but. I don't have a problem with the you know going instead to the uh, a PP one even maybe going instead maybe to a half point PPR that that's okay too but uh, hey, look you know uh, the top wide receivers are gonna have gonna still gonna perform for you in a PP one format let's face it right if they're heavily targeted if they're catching tons of passes uh, just by uh, design uh, definition I mean by, by by them producing they're gonna get your points in a PP one league. No, I agree. I agree. Like I said, I think mm-hmm. it. Uh, I think you know. Listen, we know uh, people don't like change. People hate change. The league's been ah, it's been this way for ten years. I don't want to change it. Twenty years. Da, da, da. I think that's silly. The, the mm-hmm. you need to make things better. Make the uh, make make your league better. Like that's the way I would go with right. this. Uh, I mentioned earlier about Nazim Kaji of the Toronto Maple Leafs that he uh, cross checked the guy, the player in the head. Well, he's been uh, he's been invited to have an in person hearing. And in the NHL, when you're invited really? to have an in-person hearing, that means you're gonna have you're gonna get five games plus. That's what that means. Hmm. Okay, so uh, he's gonna get suspended heavily. Uh, phone hearing means it's less than five games. In-person means uh, five games or more. So he's gonna get suspended mm-hmm. heavily. The only thing that might change that is once again the NHL does view playoff games as worth more than regular season games. So they might give him three and consider that eight because it's playoff games, maybe. But my guess is he gets five, and that'll take him out of the rest out of the rest of the series of Toronto and Boston. That they'll uh, no chance he, he can appeal, or if he does, if he does, they they hear the appeal I right away. Think you think or? you're only allowed to appeal if you get more than ten games, and he won't get that. You know, uh, mm-hmm. I, at least I'd be shocked if he did. And it's the NHL; they don't do things like that. So I don't think he can appeal. I think the first person you appeal to is Gary Bettman, the commissioner. So good luck with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so same thing with the uh, like the NFL. I mean, you're so not that Bettman's the one who's. Uh, Doing the punishment, he's not. They have a Department of Player Safety mm-hmm. that uh, I think it's a former player who will be handing it out. But anyway, look at it. it's a cross check to the face. Okay, you can't. Mm. And he's skating up to him. It's premeditated, so you can't right. defend this. You know, I can't see how you could. This is not like spur of the moment. You were uh, there was nobody. Nobody hit you. You skated up to to, to do this to the guy. I'm not sure <laughs> if it's the same guy who uh, need him earlier in the game. Might be that, which once again leads to the premeditation. You know, so he, he's got all sorts of issues here. I don't think we'll see Nazim Kadri for the rest of the series. Uh, it, it hurts Toronto, but it's not a killer. You know, it's not Austin Matthews mm-hmm. or Tavares or Mitch Marner or anybody like that. Uh, it's a third-line center. Uh, granted, he's better than a third-line center, but with Matthews and Tavares ahead of him, that's where he has to play. But in-person hearing for Kadri, mm-hmm. he not likely, uh, not likely to play anytime soon. Uh, so I mentioned the NHL today. Uh, Islanders in Pittsburgh, game three in Pittsburgh, will begin in about a little over an hour. 
little over an hour there, Joe. So, well, you know, maybe I'm a little nervous. You know, wait, wait for my you're, you're chomping the at, Not chomping my at the bit. Yeah, <laughs> chomping at the bit. Well, you know, hey, it's not every day the Islanders make the playoffs show. Okay, so uh, mm-hmm. I got I got to enjoy this while it lasts. So, uh, but like I said, uh, we, it's a weird start time, twelve o'clock on uh, Sunday, and I only realized it I think uh, late last night. I'm like, oh God. Because I was doing some research. I do the research for our shows. I'm like, okay, better look at what early games we have tomorrow. And then you see this, mm-hmm. uh, Islanders and Penguins. And we will discuss more of the betting lines on the next show, Weekend Fantasy Update, as far as if you're waiting for that. We'll discuss some betting lines as far as the Islanders-Penguins. Uh, no other afternoon hockey games. Unlike the NBA, which has games all day, you know, 1, 4, 7, uh, 10, something like that. All the other three NHL playoff games are tonight. Lightning's, uh, Lightning Blue Jackets, they'll have game three tonight, 7 p.m. Uh, Jets Bruins, 7.30. And Sharks Golden Knights at 10. Uh, Lightning down. Lightning had the best record in the NHL, Joe. Best record. Tied for the most wins ever in the NHL. And they've lost the first two playoff games. And they've got their best players oh, suspended tonight. So uh, a little behind the eight ball. There, so who was, your, who was your favorite uh, to win the Stanley Cup before they, they started? And uh, has that changed? Before the playoffs, oh, I took you know, the lightning. The start of the, yeah, yeah. I mean, I took the I took the lightning. I, I think you had to. They they were by far the best team during the regular season. I had lightning in uh, the Golden Knights. I like go yeah. Vegas because I thought they had the best goal. I mean, it's not west. over for the lightning, right? I mean, they they no, have to win tonight, no, right? No. I mean, yeah, yeah. No, if you lose tonight, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. The, the only if down you lose to tonight, it's, it's all over. But the and card. I say only, yeah. yeah. Let's see what they're really made out of. <laughs> You're going to find out. Can you win this game on the road after dropping the first two without your best player? Not that they don't have other good players. I mean, Stan Coast is great, too. Braden Point. You know, mm-hmm. they have other great players. But uh, pressure's on. Pressure is certainly on here. Uh, Jets, Blues, uh, can, Blues are up you, 2-0. You want me to get Messier so, uh, to call him up? Because can he, can he motivate them a little bit? Mark Messier? <laughs> we will win the damn game. Uh, good luck with that. <laughs> Forget Messier. Go away. Oilers didn't make the playoffs. <laughs> Uh, McDavid, by the way, PCL uh, won't need surgery. He'll be good for next season. So that's a, a relief for fantasy owners that might have been Dynasty or Keeper League. Fantasy Sports Today, Joe and George, we're done. But we're right back. Weekend Fantasy Update. Joe, George, and Sean.